0: einer neuen Folge von The Canadian Wants to Know, ein Podcast für Englischlernende in Deutschland, der kraftvolle Geschichten und anregende Fragen nutzt, damit ihr auf unterhaltsame Weise eure Sprachkenntnisse verbessern, vertiefen und festigen könnt. Hier ist euer Host, The Canadian George Maglino. On June 17, 2022, I flew up to Sweden with a student of mine to learn about the culture and people of this country. The first person we spoke to at the hotel was a very friendly receptionist. I was told that Swedish people are quiet and reserved, so meeting such an overtly friendly person was a bit of a surprise. She told us about how Swedish people manage the pandemic. She said, Swedish people trust their government, so when the government asked us to stay home, we did. We have a strong sense of community, so the younger people went out and did the grocery shopping for older citizens. We didn't have strict lockdowns like in other countries, but people voluntarily wore masks and maintained social distancing. When you look at the numbers, there was a 7.7% increase in deaths in Sweden in 2020 compared to the previous year. This is one of the lowest mortality rates across Europe in 2020. Preschool and elementary schools remained open, so there was not as much pressure on parents to manage work and their children's education simultaneously. But of course, this doesn't mean that the Swedes handled the pandemic perfectly. A special commission in Sweden concluded that the government managed the pandemic correctly. Still, they should have taken clear leadership and acted sooner regarding measures such as capacity limits and masks. They could have also prepared better for the Omicron wave. I'll leave all of these links to my sources in the show notes. On the second day, as we walked through the old part of Stockholm, we met a Swedish man in front of his clothing store. He answered our questions articulately and without the usual emotions that arrive when talking about politics. People say, don't talk about politics or religion, but in my humble opinion, Avoiding topics that matter to people leads to superficial conversation. There's only so many conversations I want to have about the weather or the things that I'm doing at work. The key is to try to understand the other person without becoming emotional. I know that's easier said than done. Stefan, or Stefan, I don't know how they pronounce it in Sweden, the Swedish man... Mentioned that the immigration policy of the government was failing and this was diminishing people's trust in the government. His reasons were that the government had not managed the integration of the refugees into society as well as it could and not enough of them were working. I listened to Stefan and I took notes. And before we left, I asked him, Where do the immigrants live? The next day, We took a metro to Rinkeby. As we walked out of the metro station, we found ourselves in a market plaza. There was not a single white person in sight. In a previous podcast episode, I shared the immigrant story of my parents. I grew up around immigrants, so I felt comfortable in that plaza. I walked up to a group of Somali men chatting on a bench. I told them I had come to Sweden to learn about the country and its people. Sharif told me he had been living in Sweden for 20 years and was very happy there. The media lies about the immigrants and how dangerous the situation in Rinkaby is. You can walk around this plaza at 2 a.m. and nothing will happen to you. Nasser confirmed that. The immigrants in Rinkeby coexist in peace. This is a safe place to live. We left the plaza and walked around the park We found a group of young boys playing basketball and they invited me to play with them. The young boys, born to parents from Somalia, spoke Swedish with each other, loved the NBA as I do, and were happy to live in Sweden. After I beat them in a game, I continued my walk. As we left, the boy's mother, in full Muslim garb and hijab, waved to us from the other side of the court. It was a very nice exchange that we had there. The next person we met was a Pakistani man. He admitted that his biggest challenge is dealing with Swedish winters. This is something that I heard several times from other immigrants. Swedish people are quiet and reserved. They mostly stare and don't say that much to me. Nevertheless, I'm happy in this country. My children speak three languages and have great educational opportunities here. The last person we met in Rinkeby was a Syrian man who ran a little bakery. I asked him about life in Sweden and what the situation in Syria was like at the moment. I like Sweden. I can work and live in peace. He gave me his phone number so we could visit him and learn more about his life. I believe in truth. So even though my experiences in Rinkaby were 100% positive, I decided to do some more research and tell you about the challenges that exist in Sweden today. For example, in the year 2020, there were more than 360 incidents involving guns. Since 2017, 85% of those arrested for gun crime came from abroad or had a parent from another country. The challenges are real. Politicians and Swedish society are working to solve these issues. On the fourth day in Sweden we decided to leave Stockholm and visit the city of Norrköping. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing it but that's how it's spelled. Norrköping was an industrial town in the past known for its textile factories. We met a man named Jörn at a cafe. He told us that the city has transitioned from heavy industry to a university and technology town. The Swedish government has done an excellent job of transitioning towards new industries. Another man named Mats told us that when he was growing up there weren't a lot of jobs in his area but now the city is doing so much better. And that's also something that I observed. It was a very beautiful park that I walked through right as soon as you leave the train station and As soon as I got there I'm like okay I thought that this was going to be an old industrial city but this looks just as beautiful as Stockholm. Sweden is home to several big technology companies that we all know. For example Spotify and Klarna are both Swedish multinationals. Several publications rank Sweden as the second most innovative country in the world. Their education, research and development and business ecosystem are exceptional. I had many more conversations with people, but these are the ones I want to share with you. So to recap, the first thing we can all learn from the Swedes is to support one another. Swedes enjoy great social benefits because they understand that it's not only about rights but about responsibilities. Every Swede I spoke to said they had no problem paying high taxes. They see it as their duty to society. That's why they came together during the pandemic and supported the old and vulnerable populations. Even without strict lockdowns, Sweden managed the crisis better than many other countries in the European Union. The second point is more nuanced. Swedes have welcomed immigrants into their country. And even though that comes with challenges, they are doing their best to manage it. The Swedes I spoke to said that there are integration issues, but they still believe this is something that can be handled. Every immigrant I talked to said they're happy in Sweden. Their children are in school and have good opportunities. And isn't that what every parent wants for their children? They did admit it's not easy to come in contact with Swedish people, but they said it's because Swedish people are more reserved. It's not because they're racist, which is something that other people might want to claim, but it's not what I heard from the immigrants that I interacted with. They all had very positive things to say about Swedish people. With more intercultural exchange and communication, which several organizations are trying to create. This is already a reality in Rinkeby and in other parts of Sweden. This gap between immigrants and Swedes will be reduced. For example, I met a woman who was in front of the Swedish parliament and she told me about the work that she's doing with Afghani men to help them with their immigration process. And this is just one example out of the thousands of Swedes involved in the integration of immigrants into their society. The third thing we can learn from the Swedes is to prepare our children for the jobs of tomorrow. They've embraced the technological age and have been able to transition from heavy industry towards education and technology. This is why they don't experience as much social disorder as you see in the United States or other formerly industrial regions. The income inequality between the rich and the poor is not so great in this country as you might notice in other countries. So that creates more social cohesion. We have to help people in our own society transition towards new industries and not just complain that the jobs are leaving, all of these industrial jobs are gone. Let's retrain people. And the first place that we can start is by improving the internet connection in Germany. So overall, my trip to Sweden was a success. I was able to meet so many wonderful, beautiful, friendly people. And I can only recommend this country to anybody out there who's interested in visiting one of the Nordic countries. One of the things that I learned from this trip, because before I went, People said to me, oh George, the Swedes are reserved, they're very shy, they don't talk to others in public. But what I learned on this trip is that the energy you give to others is the energy you will get back. So if you come with a positive attitude, if you're friendly to people, then 90% of the time that's the same energy you will get back. So I encourage you as you travel through the world. Say hello to people. It's possible that as a result of saying hello, you'll be able to create new memories and go on new adventures. If you enjoyed this episode, Share my podcast with one of your friends today. If you want to support the podcast, consider leaving a tip. I do this completely free because I want to help you guys improve your English listening, improve your uh, comprehension skills, as well as to help you guys develop new vocabulary. But I can only do this if I get support from you guys as well if you're looking to improve your business English, check out my website for one-on-one lessons. You can click on the link in the show notes for more information. That's it for this episode. Also, bis nächstes mal!